0: Save
1: the neck for me, Clark. This movie, you never even see's Christmas Day. We only get to Christmas Eve. This is true. This is true. Oh, suck of that. You couldn't hear a dump truck driving through a nitroglycerin plant.
0: Why is the carpet wet, Todd? I don't know, Margo. Christmas! With Welcome to Worth the Watch Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Palilla. With me as always, Mike Kennedy. How we doing, folks? So, a little house cleaning as we're approaching the end of the year. Uh, first, thanks for listening and sharing and everything. We have set up a Facebook page. Uh, so, if you... Just search Worth the Watch Podcast. Don't search Worth the Watch. Somehow that's out there somewhere. But search Worth the Watch Podcast, or I guess there's an at handle for Worth the Watch Podcast. There's a page for us. Uh, we'll be posting on there as well. Give it a like. Give it a follow. Share with your friends. Um, so just another way for us to get our name out there. Also, if you get a chance, whatever form you're listening to it on, Spotify, uh, Pocket Cast, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, whatever it is, give us a rating. Uh, It helps people find us if if we have some ratings on there. So if you like what you hear or you don't like what you hear, give us a rating. Uh, It starts to give us a little validity so more people can find us and and more people can listen. So on to this week. Mike, we're approaching the Christmas season, and I figured what better – way than to celebrate a movie that would be 29 years old as of this past saturday that is national lampoon's christmas vacation it came out december 1st 1989 it had a budget of 27 million dollars and ended up making 71 million dollars in a gross, but it's opening weekend was really bad. I think it only made something like $11 million opening weekend. So I don't know if that was, no, that wouldn't have been Thanksgiving weekend. It probably would have been the weekend after I think I'm not sure. I'd have to, I'd have to look into that, but it didn't do that. Great. The rotten tomato score. And I'll I'll give you a hint, Mike, this one fits in more of the narrative that I usually say, and hasn't been recently, what would you uh, guess the Rotten Tomato score of this movie is? Oh, then, I don't know, 68. It's very close, 64%. But where would you guess the audience put it? Uh, 88. 86.
1: You've been doing your either doing your homework and cheating or you're just right on point, Mike. Nah, that's a complete guess. I kind of <laughs> normally know I do that. I, I take... A, I know the IMDb rating because looking at IMDb, I don't ever look at Rotten Tomatoes until I always forget that you're going to ask me. (laughs) Well, don't. It makes it more fun. (laughs) IMDb 7.6 out of 10. Uh,
0: As you can see, the critics might not have liked this one as much. Maybe it was a little too campy. Uh, National Lampoon's probably pissed off some people. There is a little bit of foul language in this, but I think that actually makes it better, not worse. And the audience just loves this. And this is a movie that – I don't know about you, Mike. There's probably a short list of – every year at time. there are certain movies you just have to watch. And this one is at the top of the list for me. I don't know about you.
1: Uh, Well, admittedly, I hadn't watched this movie in a while. I was trying to think the last time I watched it. And when I'm saying it has been a while, I'm saying years like maybe like at least three or four years. And whenever I the last time I watched it, I probably didn't, you know, I caught it on TV or something and hadn't even watched it the whole way through. And I was actually glad we did it because I was like, man, I, go, I might have not watched that movie the whole way through in like five or six years. I watch this every year, usually more than once because it is
0: on TV a lot. But I agree with you that there are certain movies that when you get away from them, when we did Payback, there were that was the same thing for me. I hadn't seen it in a while and I watched it. I was like, man, I forgot how good this movie was. So did you enjoy it, Mike? Did you enjoy rewatching it? Yes, I enjoyed it very, very much. All right. (laughs) So we'll get into the cast. This is a bit of a big cast. I'm not going to do everybody you see, but I'm going to do a good amount here. Main character, good old Chevy Chase, plays Clark Griswold. He was in Fletch. He was in Caddyshack. He was in Three Amigos. He was on SNL. He's been around forever. (laughs) Beverly, Beverly D'Angelo plays the wife, Ellen, mainly from the Vacation movies. She had a little run on Entourage as the counterpart to Ari, but that's about it. Beverly D'Angelo, didn't, she kind of is known for the Vacation movies. The daughter, this would have been daughter number three, I guess, because every time they changed it out, Juliette Lewis played Audrey. She had mainly just kind of side roles in Slarski and Hutch and Old School. Next is Johnny Galecki. Johnny Galecki played the son, Rusty. He's mainly been Big Bang Theory. He's had the long run. I think they're going on 14 seasons now. He was on Roseanne early on, and they brought him back for the reboot. Randy Quaid played the infamous cousin, Eddie Johnson. He was in all the other vacation movies. Independence Day, not another teen movie. Next is Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who played the neighbor Margot. Mainly, she's known from Seinfeld. She was on SNL for a minute. She had a couple other TV shows. Currently, Veep is in its final season. She's sadly uh, dealing with breast cancer, so she's taken some time away. The last two I'm going to go through are... I wouldn't call them cameos because they're in the movie too much. Brian Doyle Murray, Bill Murray's brother, plays the boss Frank Shirley. He was in Groundhog Day, he was in Caddyshack, he was in Wayne's World, he was in I think Ghostbusters 2, I think. Maybe it's Ghostbusters. No, I think it's Ghostbusters the first one. And then lastly, Doris Roberts. She is Ellen's mother. She was one I want to say a couple Emmys for everybody loves Raymond. She was in Grandma's Boy. Out of the four grandparents, she's the one that you probably would have recognized the most. Um, the other ones have been on a few things here and there, but I didn't uh, I didn't want to get into all the names for everybody. Did I miss anybody, Mike?
1: Uh, the only guy I was going to talk about was uh, – what's his name? Bill? Did you talk <laughs> about him? No, I did not talk about Bill. Uh, his last name is Mick Murray. I can't remember what his first name is off the top of my head right now, but he's just like that little – you know, his little – the guy from work. Yeah, his buddy. And – he's in everything <laughs> he's that guy like, I, I was just like looking on. uh I, you know i clicked on him when I, on imdb and because i was like Man, i recognize this guy so much and i was just like looking at all the movies he was in and i was like oh no shit oh yeah he, yeah he wasn't that <laughs> yeah he wasn't that and I was like god damn it this guy's been in everything <laughs> was it a lot of 80s and 90s movies <laughs> yeah for the most part like it's just like he's in he's in like you know raising arizona you know, LA story, the Adams family values, like just like just for no his known for. <laughs> just and, random stuff. Yeah, just like, the the most random things ever. He's the only uh, other guy I want to talk about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do like him in this movie. He has he has a line that I use very regularly. I might as well do it now. I don't just say I'll. i just go have a really merry Christmas because the way
1: he says it cracks me up. I don't know why. I can't tell if he's being serious or if he's like, I really hate this holiday, so go screw yourself. Pretty much, yeah, exactly,
0: like. exactly. Yeah,
1: I don't know why it makes me laugh every
0: time. Have a really merry Christmas. Anywho, well, why don't you give us the uh, the the quick synopsis, Mike?
1: Yeah, quick one here today. Um, as the holidays approach. Uh, Clark Griswold wants to have the perfect family Christmas, so he pesters his wife, Ellen, and children to try to get everything perfectly in line, including the tree, house, decorations, everything. However, things go awry quickly. Crazy cousin Eddie shows up, and his family also shows up unplanned and starts living in their camper on the Griswold property. After a slightly overcooked turkey, a torch Christmas tree, and some other small mishaps, to make matters even worse, Clark's employer renegs on the holiday bonus he needs to pay for the pool he's already put a deposit on. But thanks to Cousin Eddie kidnapping his boss and bringing him back to the house, he sees how much it's affected the lives of his workers and decides to give everyone back their bonuses. So we'll get into the start then, Mike. Growing up, real tree or fake
0: tree? Oh, uh, we always had a real tree. Uh, we always had fake growing up since I've started started dating Aaron and ever since she's been a real tree person. So we get a real tree and then we have a big fake tree. Cause we have a big open foyer. So we have a big nine foot fake tree in the front and a real tree in the back.
1: Yeah. My parents do that now, like in the, in the basement, they still do the real tree. And then upstairs they have just like a fake tree. That's like they put up there every year.
0: It's always good to have two, right? And
1: I think my brother does a fake tree as well, but I think my sister does a real tree. I have a I, fake tree. I was worried with the little kids
0: about the real tree, but they're actually pretty good about it. At first, they were kind of knocking stuff off, but they've been really good. They they get really close to it many many times, but I've got it secured to the wall too. I mean, we can get into the ridiculousness of the tree and the size <laughs> the of it movie. and <laughs> the inability to drive with it and
1: the, uh, the whole thing that I get into is they go the whole way out there, walk out in the middle of freaking nowhere, not really dressed. What well. we Trudging through like you know two feet of snow, but on top of that, they get there. They don't have a saw, but they somehow dig it out. Like, how they do they dig up the somehow dig it out? There. They
0: somehow drag it. God knows how far. The only thing I could say is if it isn't a, a tree lot, I guess. So maybe they went back and got them to help them. But God, that would have been all day.
1: Well, it's like if uh, they are gone back to the tree lot. I'm sure somebody at the tree lot has an axe or a saw. Yes, you would think <laughs> they'd, they'd have do. something. So yeah,
0: unless they had they they magically came up with a backhoe that was able to rip that thing out of the ground like that.
1: I, uh, I do love I do love the line though that Rusty says. He's like that thing wouldn't fit in our yard. It's not going in our yard, <laughs> Rusty. <It's laughs> going in our <laughs> yes, <laughs> something Aaron because Aaron
0: sat and Aaron loves this movie too. So she sat and watched this with me. She goes, "Have you noticed that big trucks now have essentially horse blinders that go down along the edge of the trucks, so you can't get underneath them anymore." She's like, I wonder if this movie inspired that. I said, yeah, could have been, could have been. That. Now that I think of it, you're right because there's
1: big metal sheets that go down between the tires, so nothing gets I mean, underneath it. I'm sure this movie didn't do it, but I'm I, sure I'm something sure happened didn't. in real life that, like, that happened, and somebody probably died from it. You know, yeah. like, some serious accidents happened. And... I'm sure,
0: yeah, I'm sure some small cars got wedged underneath there and, and caused some real problems. So, I'll come out and say it now: this movie is full of lines. Just one-liners left and right. Usually they need to be in context, but not always. The first one comes pretty early in the movie.
1: Hey, Griswold. Where do you think you're going to put a tree that big? <laughs> Bend over and I'll show you. You've got a lot of nerve talking to me like that, Griswold. I wasn't talking to you. I wasn't talking to you. <laughs>
0: yeah, I also love that he uh, comes out with the chainsaw and holds it up in the air like Jason. Oh, dude, he
1: comes <laughs> He comes out looking like a mixture of Leatherface and Jason. Like Leatherface, that's the other guy. I couldn't think of him. Leatherface. It's like when you think about it, too, like, throughout the movie, it's almost like he's playing a horse scene in his entire, like, his family's coming. They play that. And if you listen to some of the music, like when the family shows up at the door, it's like, the music goes like, dong, dong. Like Yeah, the, like he's no, right, it. the, the
0: doorbell slows down every they, they ring it four times and each time they ring it it actually slows down each time and he's even got the beard up and he's doing ho 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 he like slows it down yeah they try he and never, it, it is it's kind of like a horror
1: movie where a christmas movie you know they come in eating all the food. And it's like funny when you talk with the grandparents, she's just like, I can't, re- I can't remember what she says. She's like, I got a bunion or something. on like foot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. if you'd rather pull me, I'll give you a whole quarter. <laughs> so um,
0: I had to, it was funny. The first time I saw this with Aaron, I, I was watching, I, I noticed this from before, seeing it before, but if you notice Clark's mom does this little thing with his, with his head, she's like playing with his head. She does this knock on the door, peek in, lift up the latch, walk in. My grandmother used to do that with me. Aaron had no idea what it was. I said, yeah, I don't know where she got it from, but I knew that. It's it's just kind of a random thing. But, yeah, my grandma used to do that one with me.
1: Well, it's that's the whole money thing always cracks me up when she says like a quarter, like X. it reminds me of my yes. sister. My, my grandma, well, my, my sister was, you know, ridiculously skinny. She's still pretty ridiculously skinny. But my grandma used to give her like quarters of money like when we were eating dinner to eat more. Like, take another bite, and I'll give you a quarter. Yeah. And maybe my brother would be done eating. We're like, what the hell? Like, where's yeah. our quarter? <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll give you a dream. I'll give you a dream cycle. Well, that'll do. Give me the dream cycle. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I am, I am. Not only am I not above
0: bribing my kids to eat, I am way below bribing my kids to eat. It's the only way we can get them to eat most of the time. So next is, at least the thing I have next is when your buddy Bill shows up. And the, he's got the infamous Tasmanian Devil mug. Which, Mike, why don't you tell me about your your research of some of the paraphernalia from this movie?
1: Before that, it's just one of his little lines. I love how he calls me. He's just like, so I hear. You know, you're like front runner to be foo additive designer of the year.
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> like, such an important award.
1: <laughs> like, he's talking about his new product. Like, I'm not, I couldn't. I was like listening to him. I was like, that's technical. And he's like, pretty much like. It prevents the milk from penetrating it. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it. I was like, again, you know what? That would actually pretty be pretty good product,
0: actually. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, but once again, we don't know if Bill's being serious or being facetious or being a dick, like, because <laughs> of just the way his delivery is, it's like food additive, man of the year. It's, is that? Did he make that up? And he's making fun of him, or did he mean it? Mean it literally that you you've
1: done so well. Yeah, but your Tasmanian devil mug. I, you know, I, I, when I was watching the movie, I was like, I remembered it, and I go, you know what? I was like, I wonder how much one of those costs. Maybe I could get one just for like laughs. You know, or get it for somebody for Christmas or something. I saw. It, so I actually right before this, I googled it again just because when I looked it online before, it was like literally anywhere from like a hundred to two hundred fifty dollars. I saw on eBay. <laughs> I saw it as low today as sixty one. Sixty one. That's Granted, a steal. Granted, there are no bids on it, but <laughs> I don't think there's any bids on any of them. But I'm sure if you looked at it outside of the Christmas holiday, it, it would be less, but still, it's just a Tasmanian the funny, devil mug. Well, and the lower priced ones, they're they're used. It's like used mug. It's like here's a sixty one dollar <laughs> used mug. And they like two hundred two hundred fifty three hundred hundred fifty, three hundred dollar ones are like Unused, you know, like they haven't been used or anything yet. I'm like, oh, that's great. I was like, yeah, there you Give go, the freaking used one. <laughs> yeah,
0: you might as well go to a yard sale and see if you can get one that looks that. I mean, it's just a mug, right? It's not even a big mug, just a little mug. So I've noticed it. He he calls him at least three different names that are wrong. Mister Shirley does. Bill. He he calls him Mark. Then he calls him Bill. That's at the beginning. Then in the middle, when he brings him the. The gift, uh, he calls him Greaseball instead of Griswold. And then at the end, when he's in their house, the first time he calls him Carl.
1: But then before he calls he him makes it,
0: then he actually says, this is Clark Griswold's yeah. family after they get it all resolved. But I like that.
1: So then Great. comes
0: the – this might be my favorite line. And when we get into favorite line at the end, I'm going to have about three, I'm, I'm sure. But the lineup he has is they all proceed to walk by and go into the office. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Kiss my ass. Kiss his ass. Kiss your ass. Happy Hanukkah.
1: I laugh so hard at that every time. I and it's like every time I watch it, I just go, He's over there like kind of trying to suck up to the boss. And then I don't know who these other guys are, but They're all brown nosers. They're all just yes yeah.
0: men that follow him around.
1: Fantastic. I also I like the the little bit too, um, shortly after that when they're in the mall yes yes google I'll i'll talk about it a little bit more on like thoughts of the movie but just like clark is a questionable husband and father <laughs> clark, clark is an extremely questionable husband and father you don't need to say kinda there's, there's
0: no need to sugarcoat it
1: he uh Something that I could see happening too. He's so focused on this chicks, you know, like lifting her screwed up, they just look at the signs to see he can't see the lines, can you, Russ? <laughs> yes. No, you can't, Dad. There are there are very
0: there's several f- funny lines in there as he's kind of losing himself. I guess wouldn't be any oh. <laughs> wouldn't be the Christmas shopping season if the stores were any less hooter than they are hotter than they are. It is a bit nipply out. I mean nippy out. <laughs> I say
1: nipple,
0: <laughs> and then he goes, "Well, tis the season to be merry." She says, "Well, that's my name." He goes, "No shit."
1: <laughs> she says something to him too about like,
0: "Can I take something out for you?"
1: I can't even. Just say just like, it, but... "I just like don't say
0: that to me." I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it now. I should have said it before, but Julia lua Dreyfus is fucking amazing. She's great in this. She was my favorite character on Seinfeld. Um, I haven't watched Veep, but Nave told me that it's absolutely hysterical and that she's great in it. I think I've she's also- really
1: underrated. Yeah, so I haven't watched Veep either, but I like. I agree. Like, I mean, I'm. Not, I don't know about Seinfeld, but she was fantastic in Seinfeld. She was fantastic in this. I even thought that uh, her Dingleberry boyfriend was Todd. Pretty, pretty,
0: yeah, Todd. <laughs> he actually. played it. He played it perfectly.
1: I don't know if their- they're
0: married or not. I assume they were married. You know what? I think they are, because I think they actually put their last name in IMDb, and I can
1: tell you here. I guess you're probably right, too, because it is the 80s, and people mostly didn't live with each other. Unless they're they
0: Todd married. and Margot Chester. That was their last name, Chester. according to IMDb. So, I'll, I'll, I'll trust IMDb. I'll trust it, too. You have an apartment, so you don't really get the opportunity to. But I go big on the decorations outside, but I do not go up on the ladder. Cause my house is two stories. You've you've been here, right, Mike? Have you been to my new house? Next week. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh... my dad still gets on the
1: ladder. He's sixty seven years old, bitch. <laughs> yeah, but it's
0: the the slope of my house doesn't work. Like I'd have to have. It's it's a real sharp sharp drop up drop off between the front of my house and the side of my house. So to try and get lights, I'd have to have something that could make up for the like seven or at least four or five foot difference between the right, the right leg of the ladder and the left leg of the ladder. So for me to get up two stories up to put anything on the gutters would be ridiculous. I'd essentially need a cherry picker or, or scaffolding every time. So not quite going to do that. Maybe, maybe when the kids get older, they can help me do it, but not, not yet. But I do decorate. We have a lot of outside decorations, and we even we had added we added more this year.
1: Story of your basketball career Ed.
0: cherry so, picker. Cherry picker, yeah. <laughs> that and too short. Oh, and not fast, and can't dribble. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just <the animal> stuff.
1: <laughs> oh, so they can't shoot. Yeah. Oh, oh, when he does that, I was like, I did not know that ice could fly. That. Perfectly yeah, out Yeah. Um.
0: That that can go into the. I know it's a movie, but it's it's pretty funny the way they do that
1: oh that but i tell you what though it it makes like when it goes in and breaks the stereo and then todd and Margot find oh. it oh i like the the line it's like she, they're just like confused like what's happening and then why is the carpet
0: up, all wet todd
1: she, i don't know margo. i don't know margo. <laughs> uh aaron's looking into
0: getting us shirts that hers will say why is the carpet all wet todd and mine will say i don't know margo
1: just the, the like the prissy, you know, like, the oh, it's their nudious, like way they say it is just so good. Yeah. And I, I thought about this actually while we were watching
0: it is those that couple would not own a house in the suburbs today. They would live in a condo downtown somewhere in like a, a some form of gentrified neighborhood in North Chicago. Even some and some parts of South Chicago the, now.
1: That house kind of looked apartment ish. It, you know? it did. It did. It was it very modern and it almost looked like it was like a lofter type, you know, loft type apartment. It yeah, the really steps like were, were like,
0: like not
1: even steps. They were like hollow steps. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Yeah. Also, just like how crazy like, bright the lights got when that whole like, scene <laughs> happened. It's like stupid. And then like. <laughs> There's no um, way to be like just like falling over each other because the lights are so bright, and then it's like, oh, now it's too dark, I can't see anything. Yeah, and the the uh, the power station has to you go to auxiliary backup power. <laughs> I, I you know, it's it was, you know, it's one thing. It's like it's a movie. I understand they're just saying that It's just like he's electric bills gonna be jacked up because he has every freaking, you know, however many lights that was 250 strands, twenty five thousand bulbs. Yeah,
0: that's what it was, twenty five yeah, thousand. I meant to ask this: What do you think the cost of that stereo equipment would have been in 1989?
1: You know, and to tell you the truth, I like I looked at it, and it looked like it was like a couple different pieces, and you know, I'm sure you know it was a at least a thousand dollar stereo, probably. I was going to guess three thousand. I was just guessing. That's saying a thousand dollars in the '80s, too. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm saying like I was going to even say three
0: thousand back in the '80s because at the time, like. Stereo equipment was very, very, very expensive because it was very, very new.
1: Nobody's like gets mad about shit breaking in this movie either, really. They do a little bit, but that's like
0: it. Like I would have went over and said, "Did you break my stereo? You owe me a thousand dollars or whatever it would have been." They they do. She does eventually go
1: over there. Oh no! I'm I'm just saying. Dog, but I'm just saying in general, like even Clark. Like when he breaks shit in his own house, like he doesn't even like he falls through the roof that, you know, at one point and just like just sits there and he like stays up there in the cold. Bro, you fell through the roof. You could crawl down now. There, that's it's actually like- a major, a major
0: complaint that Aaron pointed out to me that was really good is, yeah, you, you're, you that's your your getaway. Just shimmy down a little bit and you can be out of there. You Also, you never see anybody fix anything. Like the windows break, how many times? I would say the window breaks when they pull the tree out. It's going to let in a lot of cold air. It's going to let animals in the house. Didn't seem to fix it. (laughs) Well, that's that's when they bring a whole new tree in. But (laughs) another great line coming up here, which is the first time Clark tries to show off the lights. She says he worked really hard, Grandpa, and his response was, "So do washing machines." (laughs) That's Even before they, they're not twinkling, Art's always busting his balls, and I love it. That's like the father-in-law, you know? That's the father-in-law. And then <laughs> later, and this, this this is a question I have, but when they show them all trying to sleep, and the grandfather's <laughs> laying on the top bunk, and he's just staring at a picture of, I think it's Cindy Crawford. I couldn't really
1: tell. I couldn't either. I just knew that he was really happy. because He was me. really happy. And that's actually where Clark falls through. It was a chick, and he was very a- excited.
0: Oh, so here was my other question, though. If he's got, I guess he's got bunk beds in there for if he's ever going to have people stay over or anything. But do you think he, if he's got that poster
1: up there, do you think he sleeps on that top bunk by himself, or sleep in the bottom bunk? You remember being a kid, like you, you always wanted the top bunk for some reason. I don't know why. Well, it wasn't just a kid. When we moved into the
0: dorms our our freshman year of college, Mike, we immediately bunked our beds, and I wanted the top bunk. And I took it for the whole year. So you don't need to be a kid. You can be a quasi-adult too. So when he goes up in the attic,
1: why can he not push the steps down? I don't know. He was like standing on top of them too. And like it was like coming down a little bit but not going down. No, No, and he doesn't really put any effort into it. Now, anybody with a half a
0: mind that's ever been in an attic before should know you always walk on the studs. You never walk on the ceiling. And he seems to know enough about stuff that he never would have done that, especially standing on it in one place.
1: Well, and I'm fairly certain that the boards he has up there are probably going across, where so you're supposed to walk on those planks. You know, like, yeah, the boards he steps on that smacks him in the face.
0: Right, exactly. That's actually what those are for. You're right; those planks are what you're supposed to walk along. They wouldn't know, have been I that would... secure because they could have snapped, but still, it would have kind of given him a, a better
1: footing on the studs as he walked. Like just over Thanksgiving, I was up in the attic at my parents' house, getting some stuff down for him for like, you know, decorating for Christmas. And that's what, you know, my dad has like, it's at least like plywood or something like over top of the whole, all the floor up in the attic.
0: That's smart. Yeah. Get the plywood out. Got to get the, you want to get real fancy, get the three, the three eighths or the, even the five eighths inch thick uh, plywood.
1: Most of the reason why I think why he has it is more for just, because you know, he puts all the boxes up there and just gives him more room to put boxes and stuff like that. Yeah, I wanted to do that with our attic, but there's
0: way too many trussles crisscrossing. There's no room for anything. I was kind of hoping I could at least really slide some stuff up there, but no can do.
1: Nobody gives a shit about your attic, Ed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no one really does, but...
1: <laughs> then,
0: he... Why does he sit on top of the door for when they, pour, right. they pull it down? Not the door, I guess the steps, really. It's not a door, but why would he sit there
1: of all the places to sit? Exactly. To, so when they pulled it down, he'd fall down and it would be funny.
0: Now, yes, that's the, obviously the point, but it doesn't make any sense. I have a random question, though. Does Clark have any siblings? I don't no, remember so. seeing any in the video. And I don't remember them ever referencing them in any of the movies. Because the way they talked about it at the end where he's like, Christmas is always such a mess. They didn't actually say it, but you would feel like that would be like kids going crazy and kids fighting and stuff would be mixed in there. And I don't, they never really say it. I was just kind of, I was wondering if you, if you knew or not.
1: I don't really don't know. You know, I haven't really, like I said, the whole, all the national Lampoon's movies. I mean, at least with the ones with Chevy chase,
0: all the vacation the, movies. Yeah. All
1: the vacation movies. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen them at, enough to pick up on any of that stuff really i think european vacations on tv a lot i've yeah, seen that several I, times in the last like two years i feel like i turn every single time i catch it it's the scene where he's like stuck in the roundabout
0: yes yeah that's the one
1: <laughs> that one's on a lot that and
0: i laugh very very hard at and we'll talk about these in a, in a little bit but the uh, at Oktoberfest. I laugh very oh, hard at that scene.
1: When I see Vegas, I always catch where he like wins the cars. Papa Giorgio.
0: Pa- yeah, <laughs> Mr. Papa Giorgio. Anything else before we get to him lighting up the house? No,
1: we have kind of talked about it. I guess
0: we kind of did already. I just love the... Yeah. Well, it's that and then it, along comes Cousin Eddie. But I love the line, uh, you taught me everything I know about exterior illumination. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that line does not get old. Because he says it with such uh, reverence in his heart. He really means it, and his dad's so proud of him because of it. He he thanks him. He's like, thank you. (laughs) But Cousin Eddie comes in and just steals the rest of the movie. Good line coming in. There's Ruby Sue, and good old Doris Roberts leans down and goes, her eyes aren't crossed anymore. That's something, man. She falls in a well, eyes go cross. She gets
1: kicked by a mule, they go back to normal. I don't know yeah i I actually i'm gonna watch this movie i finished it last night i watched it once like when we first talked about um that we were gonna do it so i watched it like maybe like a week and a half ago right after thanksgiving and was like all right i'm gonna watch it now and then get it good because i like i said i hadn't seen it in a while so i wanted to actually watch it and then actually go to sit down and like take a few notes whenever i watched it so like just last night, I caught that scene that you are talking about, and I was just like <laughs> – they, they go hard. It's so ridiculous. Every, every, every line is like a line almost. Oh, it is.
0: It is. From the time Eddie comes in, it is one – uh, stand him up, knock him down, stand, set him up, knock him down every time. Next is Eddie's wearing a black dickie with a white sweater over top. And it's so blatantly oh obvious. And the ba- I noticed in the background, I don't know, because I've seen it so many times, I guess, but the wallpaper behind Clark in that living room is so like 1970s, early 80s. It reminds me of wallpaper that be like on your grandparents' house. It's so
1: bad. There's like some pictures that are real random throughout the movie like, that are hung up. Like I think whenever Russ is watching TV and you hear the doorbell ring for the grandparents, I think that might be the part. But, like behind him is like, picture of like where the wild things are. It's like in like the living room or something like that. You know what? I think <laughs> I did see. I think I do remember seeing that. There's also some turtles fucking in the one scene. <laughs> really? Yeah. There's two turtle, turtles fucking for sure. It's turtle fucking season. There's another one he's in his office and I was like when he's like right before Bill, you know, tells him your favorite your, one of your favorite lines from Bill. Yeah. About and have a very Merry Christmas pretty much. Uh, behind him he's just got like pictures of fruit. <laughs> I'm just like I was trying to like the second time I was watching it, I was like trying to like pay attention to what was going to the background. How impressive is that
0: fit that model pool that Clark has? By the
1: way, with the diving board, you can flip <laughs> everything. Just like so, I guess that's a thing in the '80s. They give you a model pool that you're yeah, gonna, like you're going to get a pool. Here you go. This is what it's going to look like. Look like how he's like hitting the diving <laughs> and board and it's like.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, so sorry. Back to that living room scene, mixed in with with the other ridiculous Eddie lines, is a good Clark line. He goes. Can I re- refill your eggnog for you? Get you something to eat? Drive you out to the middle of nowhere, leave you for dead? <laughs> it's the yeah, classic. I mean, Chevy Chase has been doing this since he first got into comedy, but it's always his delivery is super, like, on point and dry and uninterrupted. It was it was that way on SNL. It always has been. But he he really mastered it at this point by 89. That-
1: also, this is this right around probably whenever, like, he's gazing out the window and imagining the pool that's not the yet that's not quite
0: yet there's a couple things between here and then um which is probably the funniest scene in the whole movie but because next is when he goes to see the boss and he said he, he walks in and he's like we have a little gift for you if you notice in the background he's like all... over there the other ones they're all exactly the same they all look exactly the same they're like a tall present on top of a flat present
1: like, tied together or something like that. Yes, tied you know, like, together that, the exact that, same that, way.
0: I, I, I'm say i sure they did that on purpose as a joke. And
1: I, I've seen the movie enough times that I noticed it, but it just it, it made me laugh, that's all. Well, it's like, I didn't write it down, but I definitely noticed it. And I was just like, wait, his gift just looks like everybody else is right behind him. And that's where he calls him Greaseball. And then he does the, I'm in the middle of an important call.
0: He picks up the phone and goes, get me somebody, anybody. Give me someone while I'm waiting. Uh, it, uh, <laughs> because after that scene is the sled running scene which
1: <laughs> yeah. is
0: such a ridiculous scene but it does again have a fantastic line that from Eddie and then a good follow up from Clark which is
1: well, don't go putting all that stuff on my sled Clark you know that metal plate in my head
0: ah, how can I forget
1: I had to have it replaced because every time Catherine revved up the microwave I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so
0: and he's, he goes, do you really think it makes a difference, Eddie? Meaning you're an idiot regardless. He goes, yeah. well, you know, and then he starts talking about how it would it would mess up the part on his head. And you can see Clark just like, mess- it doesn't, it's so hair. absurd. Mess up his hair, yeah.
1: And then that, that whole thing was kind of ridiculous. I, like didn't, the- I didn't realize, <laughs> like, I must have, the first time when I watched it through, I must have gotten up real quick or something. Because I came back and I saw him just like you know flying through like the woods and stuff like that. Yeah. It just seemed like he was going really fast, but I missed that first little like initial where it was like a rocket went off. Yes, yeah. That's that's the thing. It's ridiculous. It's a ro-
0: essentially a rocket taken off. Yeah.
1: And then I was like, and I was like looking looking at the TV and I was like, wait, 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 wait. I was like, I forgot this completely. Yeah. So um, after that is
0: is my have a really merry Christmas from Bill. That's that's that scene because that's his last day. Uh-huh. Next is the Hawaiian Christmas song with the insanely hot Mary back in the pool. And Eddie, if, if you notice, Eddie walks out when he's envisioning the pool. And, of course, Eddie walks out. He has on. I want to make a sure I get this right.
1: Tucked into a Speedo.
0: White Beers tucked into a Speedo. Flippers. A scuba mask up on top of his head and a beer. And then he takes a towel, spins it around and throws it in the pool. You're going to wonder how much Randy Quaid is cousin Eddie and how much cousin Eddie is Randy Quaid.
1: The funniest thing too is, is not the funniest thing but like when after that when the Eddie's daughter comes in.
0: Yes, Ruby Sue. This is hilarious.
1: No. Well, I the first time I watched it, when I was just watching it through the whole time I I you know it had been so long since I couldn't remember. I was like, Does he turn around? Does he have a boner? Yeah. <laughs> that's the first thing I thought. I go, he's gonna turn around and have a boner. Did I forget this part? I go, How did I forget this part? Yeah. They turned around and didn't have it. I'm like, Oh, that's why I didn't have it. I go, just yeah. in my head, I go, I yeah. assumed that's
0: what's you kind of assumed it. But uh, this is really good because he's like, You couldn't sleep? She's like, No, Rocky bit my thumb. Him's nervous. He goes, Nervous or excited? She says, shitting bricks. Clark says, You shouldn't use that word. She goes, sorry, shitting rocks. So perfect. So perfect the way they got her to say that. After that, Mike, is your your question you asked earlier about him coming down the steps and staring out the window. And I don't know why it made me giggle a little bit, but the, the parents arguing over breakfast, the two dads, do you know what they were arguing about? No. What their rations were in World War II. <laughs> the, that's very, very two veterans yelling at each other about what they what they did in the war. Because they hear him talking about K rations and that's what they're their they their food rations. I'm guessing World War Two. It could have been Korea, but either way. Probably World War Two at that point. Probably that's, that's why I just Korea kind Korea. of assumed that it's yeah. they're about that age group. But uh, so next it says what what he says is she walks and says, What are you doing? He's like, or oh, what are you looking at? It's the silent majesty of a winter's morn, the clean, cool chill of the holiday air, and an asshole in his bathrobe, emptying the chemical toilet into my sewer. <laughs> and this
1: is pretty much like this might be my favorite, like, quick little scene in the movie because it's like it's the most cousin Eddie I think you can, like, almost be. It is like a robe, barefoot with a tube hanging out from your you know, your motor home, drinking a beer, know, dump, dumping, dumping shit, smoking a cigar, drinking beer, having that, you know, cousin mm-hmm. Eddie ridiculous hat on.
0: And he, the other thing it, about the robe it, is it's not a full robe, it's like cut off at the knees or oh, like it, halfway at no, the it,
1: thigh. It, it, it's like a, it's like his wife's robe, you know. Pretty much is what it is. It's not yeah, but it robe. still
0: looks like it's cut off too. It's it's so ridiculous. <laughs> it, it is extremely short. <laughs> and he, when he goes, shitter was full. Clark Griswold's like, delivery
1: is he looks back, he looks at uh, he looks at her, and goes, oh good, honey, can you check our shitters? <laughs> well, that, for some like this part, for some reason in the whole movie, is probably where I laughed the hardest, and it was like I, I was laughing already. And I completely forgot when the neighbor walks out Yes. And, me. <laughs> Merry Christmas! <Jenner> was <laughs> cool. and I just like started like laughing out loud and then and then literally like throughout the movie the scene would just pop in my head and I would just start laughing out loud again <laughs> for some reason'm like I don't know why I think this is I go it's funny but I don't know why I think this is as funny because it's, it's just game. good it's just it's so the thing about this movie
0: they did is the one liners are just so they're sprinkled in so perfectly and the delivery between what cousin Eddie says and what Clark says are just so good. It just it it's ridiculous. I, I have a couple more from what comes next, which is Christmas dinner. I guess Christmas Eve dinner.
1: I like when they're in the uh shopping center. Oh, I forgot about the shopping. He's <laughs> dog
0: food for
1: some reason. Yeah, so he buys dog food, dog food. There's there's
0: a a move they do if you notice. He puts two types of dog food down. Clark takes a set of light bulbs and puts them down and Eddie immediately takes a set of dog food and puts it right down on it and smashes it. You got to watch their hands because it's it's something that they they never reference and never say anything about it, but Clark puts a set of light bulbs down and he immediately smashes it. And they move on. They never say anything about it. And then and- the other the beginning of the conversation he's like you're uh your co- your company the one's that killed all those people over in india he goes
1: no we missed out on that one
0: like <laughs> you didn't
1: no yeah, yeah, i was just saying how just, just grabbing on the dog food and this and just like at the end when he's like he's like, you know we want to buy some nice stuff for your kids you know want to yeah. have a good christmas he's giving that giant list and he's just like i'd like to get something for you too like <laughs> real nice for you, real too. nice yeah, So <laughs> just like so, pretty much just like so. buy yourself something nice, man, buy yourself something nice. Yeah. So once they
0: once the Christmas dinner starts, I have a, a personal story about this, because a few years ago at a friend of ours wedding, we were sitting there. Someone stood up. We were way in the back, so we couldn't hear much. But at our table was some of our friends, which I'll tell you names off the podcast. But someone goes, we're going to say Grace. <laughs> like, we couldn't quite hear it, but we kind of knew what was going on. And one of them looks at us and goes, The Blessing! Like, said it real loud. They want you to say grace. The Blessing! We all started laughing so hard to this day.
1: Every time we see him, we still say it. Because it was just so perfect. I just like, Aunt Bethany's great. She is and great. Little, walks in just like, I, I it's not in order. It's just, as I was going to say, it's just like, is Rusty still in the Navy? <laughs> this house is bigger than your last one. <laughs> is your house on fire? Because <laughs> the lights. Just... Oh, did I break wind?
0: How <laughs> yeah. oh, does the room the clear out? Uncle Lewis, Uncle Lewis reminds me of one of my dad's uncles a little bit. He was kind of the same way, kind of like old school smoking a cigar. Yeah. I, yeah. He was much older too than my grandfather. So this was like when I was young, like probably around Rusty's age. I, I remembered him kind of the same way. But he says a really funny line later when after Clark brings the tree back in, brings in the new tree. Aunt Bethany's going, Do you hear that? And he goes,
1: You couldn't hear a dump truck driving through a nitroglycerin plant. It's
0: it sounds so much like two old people bickering. I thought it was such a funny way to say that. I gotta remember that one to say to somebody.
1: When did you move to Florida? <laughs> you are like in Chicago. (laughs) Yes. Ellen, are you still dating Clark?
0: That's a pretty good Aunt Bethany you got
1: going on there, Mike. Everything she says is wrong. Is this the airport? Yeah, that's right. Did I say she she played Betty Boop or something like that? Yeah, I think you said that she was the voice of Betty Boop in like 1930 or something. Mike, I think I have a perfect Christmas gift for you. Jelly of the Month Club? That would not be a good gift for me. It's the a gift that the gives month. all year long, Mike. Give me the Beer of the Month
0: Club, Ed. Those of the Month Clubs aren't the worst as long as you find something someone actually wants. But yeah, Jelly of the Month Club. It's coming your way, Mike. Be ready for it.
1: I remember we we got my dad Beer of the Month Club once. Did he enjoy it? You know, I th- it's probably one of the better gifts. I mean, the better gifts we got, him, but like one that like we thought of without any hints from him, and went over very well. Well, your dad's a minimalist,
0: and probably anything he wants, he buys himself anyway, so that's that's a pretty good idea, actually. So I, I wrote down, well, I, I got a copy of what he actually says about Mr. Shirley, and what he wants to tell him.
1: Would you like to hear it, Mike? Well, I was just going to say the turkey looked delicious. It did. <laughs> Save the neck for me, Clark. <laughs> and right. then it, I mean, it, like, exploded before he even cut into it. Did you
0: notice that while they're passing the food around, Eddie pulls out what looks like mashed sweet potatoes? It look, I think it was sweet potatoes, yeah, and he takes a bite. And he takes it's... a bite of it and then puts it on his plate? It would and have been funnier food. if he
1: took a bite and put it back. That's That's what I, in my head, I had thought happened, like, in my memory when I watched it. But still, that's what the people like takes a bite, smashes it, and then puts the same spoon that he took a bite out of, like back in the bowl. I'm just like, oh, I hate you. Yeah, he's he he is so over the top, which is what
0: makes it so funny. But he would be the worst house guest, although he, he is
1: he, he is staying in his own place. But still, like, did you hear like when they're going when they're like panning around the table, just like how hard everybody's crunching? Yes, yeah, <laughs> it's awfully quiet for the a, for. A, christmas dinner usually someone's always talking but he dips is what he dipped like the tur dipped it in like water <laughs> he talks about is you know at the very beginning of the movie the what's his name snots that's it. Yeah. Snots drinking the tree water yeah and you're talking about how it went up the flames it's just like you always hear about like how people have actually get house fires from because they forget to water their christmas tree <laughs> i'll tell you what man i can tell you we've been doing the real tree
0: we it goes through like two giant we've those giant like stadium cups you get,
1: it goes through one or two of those a day. You gotta stay on top of that, man. If you don't, What's I go. You know, after you don't for a while, and then you let it out. You know, those pineals, they they dry up. When those pineals dry up, man, those suckers. You know, you've tossed those in a campfire before. Oh yeah, they they snap, crackle, pop. And, then, and that's not even when they're like a hundred percent dry. If they're dry, man, those things are just gonna gonna go.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you gotta be careful with that. So everybody at home, be careful. Turn your tree off when you're not there. Turn your the tree off at night. Keep it watered. Also, tie it to the wall because it's gonna. You got a much better chance of something happening if it falls over. So, there's your safety rule for for the evening.
1: Hey, um, Ed.
0: Yes. If
1: you uh, have, if you're um, looking for any last minute gift ideas for me, I
0: have yeah. For
1: you. What would you like, Mike? Uh, I think I'd like my uh, I'd like Frank Shirley, my boss. <laughs> right here tonight i want him brought from the happy holiday slumber over there in melody lane with all the other rich people and i want him brought right here with a big ribbon on his head and go ahead i'll let you finish that <laughs> do you want to tell him that he's a cheap line no good rotten for flushing low life snake
0: licking dirt eating inbred overstuffed ignorant blood sucking dog kissing brainless dickless hopeless heartless fat ass bug-eyed stiff legs spotty-lipped, warm-headed sack of monkey shit he is. So would you like to tell him, Mike? Hallelujah. Holy <laughs> shit. Where's the talent? <laughs> I laugh with the brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless. That's the one that cracks me up. Those four.
1: When I was, when I was looking up random stuff online, um, apparently during this scene, like he had a bunch of cue cards like behind like the camera cuz like lo- there was no way he was going to remember all these like in a row that had to say it. So like they were like kind of cueing him off like so he could see them like in a row and changing them for him. So it was easier for him to remember them.
0: I'm glad you found that because Aaron asked me, she, I said, I always did this, you know, you and I do the internet research. She's like, I wonder how many takes he had to do with that. And I'm, I was curious. I couldn't find anything. So I'm glad you found something that said they had cue cards up for him. That's a lot yeah. of cue cards. How hard do you think they were laughing when they were writing those cue cards? They're like this brainless,
1: good. dickless, hopeless. It's like, Dog kissing. Like it's just such a random thing to say. Yeah. Um inbred is a good one. Four flushing. I have no idea what for flushing is. Worm headed sack of monkey shit. Yeah. <laughs> Spotty lipped, like it's like a reference to herpes or something. That's I don't know. <laughs> no idea. No idea. So that's the that's the
0: last quote I had written down. And kind of yeah, the I'm... last like funny thing from although the I guess when the cops show up, it is kind of funny, too, because she has
1: her hand on his crotch. And then, well, we didn't even get into the squirrel chase, Well you know, and some people think that scene's hilarious. And like, I, I do think having a squirrel run around your fucking house would be terrible. Yeah, it's
0: <laughs> not I like think I would almost... be like
1: afraid, but like, I, you know, it wouldn't be fun either, you know. But at the same time, they're acting like, you know, they have, you know, a wolf running around their house. <laughs> It is, but when the dog chases it, it almost makes me uncomfortable to watch him destroy everything in that house. Well, that's what I said. I go again, another stuff that just his house is destroyed, and it's like literally only like one good thing happens in the entire movie, and that's that he finally gets that bonus check, <laughs> which is going to pay for all the stuff that just got broken. Yeah, it's like for you're worried about this pool here, Clark, and you've got a lot of other problems. Yeah, there's plates, there's tables, there's a lot of stuff that gets destroyed. I tell you what, when the when the police officers come in, first off, whatever oh, happens. Oh, yeah, the they kick in all the windows see, they just, too. They, just, they just, they're just, they're just running and jumping like through the window, like something, like, to get <laughs> something you'd see in like an action movie, <laughs> a ridiculous action movie. It makes no sense. Well, the, you know, the National Lampoons, they go over the top. Oh, no, I know. Like, you know, just busting through every window possible. Uh, one of my favorite lines is whenever uh, the cop's there, he's on what? TV, on. on screen for 10 or 15 seconds and he's his line when he's just they talk about him taking away the christmas poses he's like that's pretty low mister if i had a if i had a rubber i'd yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just cuts him off he's like I, I changed it yeah so uh
0: anything else before we get into thoughts on the movie no that's all i got so this is probably my favorite christmas movie I've tried to think about it, and there's a handful of other ones that we're going to end up doing over the next few years. Home Alone holds a special place in my heart. Bad Santa does. What's, what's the other one? Why I would that need
1: about? sandwiches? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. We're doing <laughs> Bad Santa next year. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Scrooged, which we are planning on trying to get. If we're going to get one more in this year, it'll be Scrooged. Those four are probably my favorite. I'm trying to think of any more. There's some that are like okay. I know Die you're Hard not a big fan. It. Die Hard's not a
1: Christmas movie. It's an it's action it.
0: movie.
1: I don't I think it's a Christmas he, movie. He's, going to, he's at a Christmas party.
0: I don't Technically, think so.
1: Right, this movie, you never even sees Christmas Day. We only get to Christmas Eve. This is true.
0: This is true. So, suck a, dick. So, suck a dick.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That is a valid argument, Mike. <laughs> With an exclamation
1: point. Uh-huh.
0: All right, so what are your what are your thoughts on this movie, Mike? Because uh, uh, a lot of the stuff I kind of already did as we went through it.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, like I said, I go, I talked about Clark kind of being an irresponsible ass, you know, flirting <laughs> yes. with the ball, daydreaming about said chick at the pool, spending money he doesn't have yet when he's got a family. <laughs> yes. Um,
0: uh, taking a chainsaw yeah. to the new post and inside the house. Yeah. Yep. Yep.
1: You know, taking risks with your family in the car. Uh huh. <laughs> right. Um, you know, racing against two rednecks. Yeah, I mean, deep down, I, I get it. Like, you know, he, he is a family guy. You know, you see that, like, throughout the movie, that he does care about his family, and even cares about, you know, like cousin Ezzie's kids and stuff like that. And is a good is a good person when it comes down to it. But I'm just like, he's kind of sketchy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: He is, uh, he. Has his son helping him do the decorations? At least doesn't have him up on the ladder and on the roof. But that would
1: have been like the only thing that was left. I'll say too, it's like you know, it's not way back then. You know, it's kind of like around when we were growing up, uh, when this kind of takes place. Yeah, we were
0: six when this movie took place.
1: Yeah, so we were a little younger than Rusty was. I I guess you know you you did help out.
0: Yeah, I mean he was probably what ten by then. You're you're Mm -hmm. helping out dad a little bit. So, it's pretty much all I really have. I was just really wanting to
1: talk about Clark a little bit when it comes to it. No, no. I, I, I said, I go, I, I am glad that I sat down and watched this movie, though, from start to finish because I had not watched it from start to finish for a while. All
0: right, we'll ask this then, Mike Worst person, Clark Griswold or our previous movie, Del Griffith? For those of you that didn't hear the previous episode, that's Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, John Candy's character, Del Griffith. Sit on that one.
1: Think about it. I think that. I, I don't know. I really think they're they're probably pretty neck and neck when it comes down to it.
0: No, well, that's why I asked. I yeah. figured they're kind because of in the same they're, boat. They're
1: deep down, they're good people. Dell's pretty much just annoying. He's, he's just not, annoying, you know, and he's kind of ignorant to his surroundings. Chevy Chase can be blatantly like, you know, be sarcastic. He's like, be an asshole to you know, kiss his ass, you know. Yeah. <laughs> kiss your ass, you know, like he knows when he can be an asshole. He's, you know, kind of makes fun of his own family cousin Eddie. Dell just wants to be the there, guys. You know, be, wants to be Steve Martin's friend. Because so, Clark's probably a little more an asshole, asshole, but like deep down, like they both are caring individuals. They like, care about the people that they're with.
0: True, true.
1: Yeah, Dell just doesn't have anybody. So, big heart. Just they don't think through their decision making. Kind of like cousin Eddie. What would you say uh, your favorite scene was, Ed? Uh,
0: mine is when Eddie shows up through the conversation in the living room. Because there's just like several one-liners in there, and I just laugh
1: every time. You know, I I said, Merry Christmas, shitterful. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Right behind yeah. Where
1: he's peeking out, like just him describing the whole description of Eddie of him to his wife. It sounds like (laughs) the
0: opening of a Charles Charles Dickens novel, and then an asshole in his bathroom emptying the chemical chemical toilet into my sewer. Yeah. What
1: what are you eating that that kind of stuff's in your toilet? (laughs)
0: It's, it's liquefied. Maybe, is, maybe the maybe that's what they're using is some form of liquid and or, or some form of chemical. That's why it's called a chemical toilet. Down to liquefied, so you can empty it. Maybe that's how this works. Anybody that knows it's done RV travel or anything like that, or Not like tour me. bus travel, that knows, send us in least amount of graphic detail what kind of what kind of chemicals they might be using, and that's how it works. Maybe I'll ask. I'll ask uh...
1: Jackson, why would and, you know, they, know? they? They take that RV up to the Penn State game. Oh sometime. yeah, I, I, yeah. Went, I went with them to the Pitt Penn State game this year, and the Pitt Penn State game last year.
0: I guess that's the opposite of like airplanes, where they put it into the giant blue ball that turns into like a meteor dropping out of the sky.
1: Yeah, or I could just ask, go to the source, the owner of the yeah, RV. Go to, 10. yeah, go to the RV owner; he'll tell you. All right Mike, what's your
0: least favorite movie? What's the worst? Scene? Oh, the least favorite. What's your least favorite scene? What's the worst scene in the movie?
1: I put down when he was stuck in the attic cuz I think they just tried a little too hard to be over the top between like him getting hit in the head with the boards, the him wearing like female clothes, like that, that I didn't really find it super funny that he was wearing all the, like the chick clothes or anything like that, really for some reason. He was just looking for something to keep him warm cuz he was stuck up there. And then, like, he fell through the ceiling. And then, like I said, like, okay, you have a hole in the ceiling. You can go down through the ceiling now and get out. And I'm just kind of just like, but you're going to hang out there in the cold, you know? Like, Yeah. Why, um, wouldn't you keep, why wouldn't you keep your feet and your body near that hole where all the warm air is and then watch your home videos upstairs, you know, too? It's like. I I
0: agreed. I had that because it's a little too slapsticky, like you said. It's like fake nostalgic they almost try and get that a little bit say oh look at here's 1950 whatever like 1953 or whatever it's supposed to be there the videotape was from and kind of like oh look at clark trying to remember his childhood christmases it was kind of pointless i also put the sled scene because it's it's so over the top but eddie's line kind um, of saves it
1: after after you said that that's that's that is also right up there for me too yeah
0: it, it it doesn't really fit in the movie. It doesn't make any sense. All it really does is give you a chance to have Eddie deliver that ridiculous line about pissing his pants every time the microwave turns on. he pisses his pants and forget who he is for
1: thirty minutes. so
0: I already went through all my I know it's a movie, but do you have any other than the ones we've talked about
1: nah no just i i, I literally just had written down like how much his house gets fucked up, and he doesn't get mad like at all like I just wrote down the gutter. The window. Falls through the ceiling. Tree goes on fire. Chair and floor are on fire. Dog knocks all that shit over. The SWAT team busts through, like, every window. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> I go, oh, and he had to have fucked up his car at the beginning. Some, yeah. a little bit, you know, like, after can, all that happened. Can we kind of sprinkle in
0: Margot and Todd's house a little bit, too? Just the layout in general? It's...
1: It didn't make sense. Especially for the 80s, like, you know, late 80s, maybe... Not quite yet, for that kind of.
0: I, I agree with you that it looked like it should have been a some form of um, apartment, not the inside of a house. But you never know how the how it was designed. This is way too
1: modern. So, what's your what's the best line, Mike? What's your favorite line?
0: Can uh, you pick I one?
1: Put, put down two. Obviously, the one I've been talking about the whole time: "Merry Christmas." The shitter's full. When he says to him, like for some reason, I just could not stop laughing during that. So I kept saying it. Then I wrote, sort of done. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Kiss my ass, kiss his ass, kiss your ass. Happy Hanukkah. I have both of those, and
0: I even had a couple more. The every time she turned the microwave on, uh, her eyes aren't crossed anymore. Fell in a well, kicked by a mule, and then of course the why is the carpet wet, Todd? I don't know, Margot. That one has lived on in infamy. That there, that every year you'll see someone wearing some type of shirt, like a couple wearing that shirt. I've, I've seen it several years in a row, and I forgot to point out. Speaking of shirt, uh, Aaron was kind enough to get me a Christmas vacation shirt, and it's it's green, and on the front of it has Clark Griswold like grabbing. The The one from the cover where he's getting electrocuted. And it says a good old-fashioned Griswold, uh, Griswold family Christmas on it. It's nice. Nice. Yeah, nice. So who's your favorite character, Mike?
1: Well, I think we both know it's Cousin Eddie.
0: Cousin Eddie, yeah. I, I put Clark in there too because he's good. And I even think Ellen's really good in this. I think she's an underrated character. On to the top five, Mike.
1: Yeah, we can do top five.
0: All right, so this week's top five, Mike and I decided to go with just National Lampoon movies. We thought about doing National Lampoon vacation movies, but there's really only been five of them. There might have been a second regular vacation one, but I don't even remember it. So we just went National Lampoon's movies, and I found out looking online that there was like three different sets of National Lampoons. I guess they've kind of rebranded themselves a few times. The National Lampoons of the last rebranding, two-thirds of the National Lampoons movies ever made have been made since 2003.
1: And, and they're all trash. The majority,
0: are, the majority of those are trash, I'm sure. Like straight-to-video movies, yeah. I looked up the list. I'd never heard of them, almost all of them. So, Mike, why don't you give me your top five first? If you like have not, this, this feels like it could have a five, four, three, two, one, but
1: I, you know, it's probably not in this direct order that I have. Uh, for my number one is probably going to be Animal House when it comes down to it. National Plains, Animal House, probably number one. I haven't seen it in actually a really long time, but I remember loving Van Wilder in like high school, college, whenever it first came out, Christmas Vacation. I have down, I, I have like down Vegas vacation and just regular vacation, like kind of next to each other. Cause I've seen Vegas vacation more than the regular vacation. Because I just think, feel like I've, I've just caught it on TV.
0: Vegas vacation
1: had a very hard run there for about
0: five or six years. And it was on constantly. For some reason, Vegas vacation was on many, 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 many times.
1: That, and, it, and for some reason, I saw, saw it all the time, and there's a lot of parts that I like from that. And But the vacation, I remember liking it. I just can't remember as well. As no one's music, it's been a really, really long time since I've seen just National Impoon's Vacation. But then I also put down Lethal Weapon 1. What on you're looking it. for, Mike, is Loaded Weapon 1. Loaded Weapon 1. Sorry, I, <laughs> I have it written down as Loaded
0: Weapon 1, 2 right in front of me. <laughs> your, your brain corrected it. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you brought up Loaded Weapon. That is an underrated movie. If you've never seen that, spend a little time watching it. Emilio Estevez is fucking hilarious in it. <laughs> it is it is very underratedly funny. So uh, I had very similar to you. The only thing I swapped out is I put European Vacation in as my number five because I, 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 just, I think it's really funny. And the scene where he gets in the fight with the German people, as they're doing the dance, cracks me up every single time. Number four is I have Loaded Weapon One. I almost wish they would have made a Loaded Weapon Two, but it's kind of funny that they called it Loaded Weapon One. Number three, I put Animal House. Um, I feel it hasn't it hasn't aged that great. It's still funny. I just I don't find it as funny as I think I did 15 years ago. Uh, number two, I did have Van Wilder, and you're right, it was in that sweet spot for us. Uh, that late high school, early college. You thought that's what your life wanted to be as Van Wilder kind of thing. Jack Dalton would disagree with you about
1: Animal House.
0: Jack Dalton would disagree with me about Animal House because he's in it. Mm -hmm. Along with Kevin Bacon. And then that was Kevin Bacon's first movie, actually. And then lastly, I had Christmas Vacation as my number one. It's just, like I said, it's probably my favorite Christmas movie. It's definitely my favorite National Lampoon's movie. I just feel like it, it it's not, depends on your family, but it's, it's the perfect movie to watch at Christmas time with your family, as long as your family is full of a bunch of crazy people like you. Let's get into some internet facts. Mike, thanks for looking that one up about Clark. If you have any reading that off the cue cards, if you have more to it, you can read about it, but I'll, I'll go through some of these.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, after, falling, after failing to get the Christmas lights to work one last time, Clark Griswold takes his frustrate out. Frustration out the plastic decorations in the front yard. Chevy Chase actually broke his pinky finger while punching Santa Claus. He resorts to kicking and clubbing the decorations after that. The film kept rolling and the take was used. So you, they never show him in a split otherwise, but I guess he broke his finger doing that. So according to an article on the making of Home Alone in Chicago Magazine, Chris Columbus states that he was the original director of the movie. Although he filmed some second unit establishing shots, which he claims are still in the finished film, he left after two meetings with Chevy Chase and told writer and producer John Hughes, there's no way I can do this movie. I, I know I need to work, but I can't do it with this guy. He sent the script of, uh, to Home Alone in its place. Chevy Chase is notoriously difficult to work with. And I forgot to mention this when we went through the cast and crew. We just did a John Hughes movie last time, another John Hughes movie here, And again, it takes place in Chicago. Uh, According to Randy Quaid, one of Cousin Eddie's characteristics, most notably the clicking of the tongue, were based on a guy that Randy Quaid knew when he grew up in Texas who had similar traits. So, like I said, there's some Cousin Eddie in Randy Quaid, there's some Randy Quaid in Cousin Eddie, and there's also some random guy from Texas in there. Uh, Beverly D'Angelo improvised grabbing Chevy Chase's crotch when the SWAT team holds up the house. She later said she did it in only one take and on the off chance it could make the film's final cut, which is what happened. And then John Hughes was asked if he wanted to write a new film for the Vacation franchise. He said he would only do it if he had a good story to use. As by this point, the franchise was a Chevy Chase vehicle and there was little need for him to write a story. He found one called Christmas of 59 from his time working at National Lampoon Magazine and he thought it was good, so he arranged to write the script. So it's kind of based off of this Christmas. It's called mm-hmm. Christmas '59, meaning Christmas of 1959. So, uh, do you have any more, Mike?
1: I have um, the house in which the Griswolds' neighbors, Todd and Margot lived is the same house where the Murtos family lived in all four Lethal Weapon movies.
0: Very nice, coming full circle back to Lethal Weapon for you, Mike.
1: There you go. <laughs> I say um, in both the uh, vacation. In European Vacation, Rusty's believed to be older of the two Griswold children. But in this movie, obviously, Rusty is somehow morphs into Audrey's younger brother. Good point. I never—I guess I
0: never noticed that. But you're right. He is the older one in the other ones, I think. And then I can't remember in Vegas Vacation which one's older.
1: They look roughly. They look close to the same age. Yeah, they yeah. do. There, um, there was no rehearsal for the actors in the movie. Because of uh, Chase's tendency to just ad-lib and improvise. So it made preparation useless. (laughs) Hmm. Probably made for a better movie. Improv usually helps movies. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Nicholas, um, who played Todd, is the brother of actor and director Christopher Guest. Really? If you know who Christopher Guest is, he plays the six-fingered man in *The Princess Bride*. He was in *Best in Show*. Um, spinal. T- this is spinal, spinal tap. You know who he's married to? Um,
0: no. Jamie Lee Curtis. Huh. Yeah, like now almost
1: I'm... thirty years. They have a couple kids. A uh, and the last thing I have is just. Just that was kind of funny is. The production originally had a trained squirrel for the scene where it wreaks wreaks havoc on the house. (laughs) Sorry, that's funny. (laughs) Okay. The term trained squirrel. Here you go. Yes, it had a trained squirrel for the scene where it wreaks havoc on the house. Unfortunately, it died the day before the scene was shot and untrained squirrel was used in the final film instead. (laughs) Well,
0: I never would have known the difference. I don't know if a trained squirrel was going to do karate kicks or something. I wonder if it was a classically trained squirrel. <laughs> yeah, it was a trestle <laughs> that it could Oxford first. Yeah, right. All right. Good one, Mike. Good stuff there. Especially the Christopher Guest thing. I didn't, I didn't know that was his brother. Our last segment here that Mike and I like to do, recently at least, is uh, Where Are They Now? So it is 29 years since Christmas Vacation came out. It's, that was Christmas of 1989. This is Christmas 2018. So we kind of figured out. Let's say theoretically they had a Christmas this year, or even a thirty-year Christmas reunion next year, where some of the characters that we've we've shown would be now. So, Mike, do you think it'd be better? Should I go through the whole list? Do you want to go through your whole list first, and I'll give
1: mine,
0: or do you want to go character by character?
1: How about we'll just go character by character. So go ahead okay. and start with your first, with Clark, I guess, maybe, uh, or whoever you want to start
0: with. I, I had first I said all the grandparents have passed. Sadly, it would have been too too long for them. But
1: I also had that down. Yeah.
0: So I had uh, I started with Audrey. I said Audrey had questionable morals and got knocked up in high school. She moved out to rural Illinois and lives with her second baby daddy. She has three kids now. She hates her brother.
1: I said that Audrey married Cousin Eddie.
0: <laughs> you're really dangling it out there mike
1: uh-huh they had you know an intimate encounter all because of the pool oh the pool yes yeah, so i Aud- audrey and cousin eddie and cousin eddie normally wouldn't do something like that but cousin eddie's always drunk so we know how that goes yeah so, that's pretty much all I had for them. I was just like, what can I say that's really going to be ridiculous? That's <laughs> really ridiculous. That's really ridiculous.
0: So I had for Rusty. I said, Rusty finished grad school and is a su- successful architect living in northern Chicago. He hates his sister. Clark and Ellen are still together. They try to have a big Christmas every year, but it's just enough to get the kids to show up for half a day because they don't like each other.
1: Did you, Cousin Eddie?
0: Cousin Eddie ended up liking the kidnapping thing a little too much. He was arrested five years later for kidnapping a different business executive and asking for, quote, a shitload of money. He is due for parole in two years.
1: That kind of does sound like Cousin Eddie, actually. Yeah. mean, yeah. it all sits down to it. Because that's what I wrote down for Audrey. And then for Cousin Eddie, I wrote down that he started his own waste disposal company. <laughs> it was kind of just what I had written down. And it was called No Shitters Fool.
0: No Shitters Fool. <laughs>
1: So uh, last I had Margot and Todd. I said
0: the events of that Christmas placed a wedge between Margot and Todd. They were divorced in 1990. She became a wealthy executive with her wealthy executive new husband. They live in a large condo in downtown Chicago. Todd went into a depression after Margot left him and never really recovered. He moved to, to Cleveland and is the, is as depressed as the rest of that city.
1: And I forgot to do Margot. It's okay, but, but very very similar. Her and the guy. Things got broke off. I thought about like in my head. I was like, maybe they bought a house, and were like really happy where they were, and found out like a week later that it was actually Clark and Ellen's now house that they live in. So they actually are neighbors with them again and didn't know it because like Clark and Ellen were on vacation when they were like looking and ended up buying the house.
0: Ah, okay.
1: So they're you know pretty much continuing their debacled life. Yes. When it all came down to it. I said Margot wasn't with um, Todd anymore.
0: All right, Clark Mike. Probably
1: would have jumped, Clark probably would have jumped on top of that after that. Yeah, his googly eyes, we know what he said about her earlier. <laughs>
0: yeah, he wants to Sure, where he'll put the tree,
1: where he'll put his cookies. So, uh, anything else on the movie, Mike? Before we go, no, you know, just a, just a, uh, a classic. You know, just a good one to watch. Christmas movies are the
0: are the. Christmas movies, Christmas songs have a life because they come up every year and get watched. And this one is one that I always make sure makes its way onto the television screen. Not one for the kids, but a good fun one to watch with adults. Agreed. Yeah, the that's the only thing against this is you can't watch it if you got little kids or around your grandparents if they get easily upset over something like that. So All right. Follow us on Twitter at WorthTheWatchPodcast. Email us, WorthTheWatchPodcast at gmail.com. As I said at the beginning, we now have a Facebook page. Look for, I think it's, I don't know how the whole Facebook thing works sometimes, but I think it's Facebook.com slash WorthTheWatchPodcast. And then please, if you can, go on, share it, like it, or give a rating to wherever you are listening to this at, if it's Spotify or iTunes or whatever, just you don't have to do anything more than just click a one through five star rating. It starts to give us a little bit. We start to pop up a little bit in, in other places. So uh, Our final movie for 2018, I think we should be able to get it in, is we're going to do another Christmas movie. One of my favorites, Scrooged with Bill Murray. Another one that I, I really try and, and watch every, every Christmas season.
1: I pretty much, yeah, without fail, watch this movie every Christmas yeah. season.
0: It's on TV, obviously, but it's worth it's worth getting the DVD out or catching it on – I don't know if it's on Netflix or not. I'd have to look. And I didn't see Christmas Vacation on Netflix. I have the DVD of this one. So um, it, it's been better unedited. I'll say that much. All right. We will catch you next time. Thanks for listening. welcome to the Worth the Watch podcast. While there are plenty of movie review podcasts out there, our goal is not to be that. This is supposed to be a fun look back at movies from our past that we have enjoyed. We just want to fill that place between your ears for about an hour, make your commute to work a little more tolerable, or let you reflect on a movie that you may have seen. Movies can make us laugh and cry, make us cringe in fear, or be a shot of adrenaline. We watch them in theaters with total strangers, at home with friends and family, or on Sundays one is on cable for the 300th time. When One We Love comes on TV, we get excited. It's almost like, hey, someone else likes this movie too. So if you like what we do, let us know. Follow us on Twitter at WorthTheWatchPC, again, at WorthTheWatchPC, or email us at WorthTheWatchPodcast at gmail.com. Make suggestions of movies you love and want to hear. Tell us what areas you want us to cover. Please keep things clean. We have families who don't want them to be worried about us. Please remember, this is all in good fun, and if something on here offends you, tough shit.
1: Get over it and find something else to be upset about.